Well, it's time once again. It's that time of year when high school basketball tips off. But before it can officially tip off, first uh, one thing has to happen. Sam Natty has to use the chainsaw in his living room. And then another thing has to happen. The Coaches for a Cause Jamboree uh, this year at Great Bay Community College. And this podcast is presented by Great Bay Community College with locations in Rochester and Portrait. And uh, the Great Bay Herons men's team is off to a pretty good start uh, under the tutelage of Alex Burke. That's a really good start, yeah. yeah. Beating some nationally ranked squads. And, uh, yeah, we're, we're happy to have the, uh, the Jamboree back uh, in the Herons' nest so I'm very excited for this one, Dave. Yeah, Alex and uh, and his players are going to be there on Saturday uh, kind of helping us run. They're going to do the – you may have official scorekeeper, Hunter Bullock, uh, oh. which is a terrifying sentence. And uh, But all the kids, I think, are going to be there helping out. I know Ethan May, you know, Londonderry is going to be playing this uh, again this year. So um, we really appreciate Brian Scott. We have a great partnership with Allison and Brian Scott and Mike Fisher. Alex Burt, all of our friends at Great Bay Community College. So it's it's going to be um, a good chance for parents too to to see the campus, and uh, you know it's a great option for kids uh, after high school. And uh, their gym is it's a really nice facility, and uh, and a nice nice little bonus that we're announcing now. Every twentieth person in the door will receive a certificate. And you are able to hit Justin McIsaac over the head with a metal chair. So that's it, for every 20th person. That's right, yes. You have to hold the chair the right way, though. I have to sure. show you how to do that. And, coach you how to do it. So, and by the way, you know it's a big podcast when we're able to get all the way from Landaff, the land of Landaff, uh, Sam Natty, head coach of the Lisbon Panthers, uh, who I believe are going to be preseason number two in Dave's division. They were two, uh, were they two or three, Dave? I couldn't, in the. Uh, they are. The so there was a two in the number. <laughs> They are quite simply America's team. That's right. How you doing, Sam? No bad. Are you guys today? Well, if I was any better, I'd have a chainsaw in my living room. Well, you know what? Sometimes <laughs> one of the things about being up here is if you can do something by hand and have it take forever and be a real pain, just get something to make it easier. That's all. So I brought Sam on because he is a uh, a loyal subscriber to the Gold Level membership, and pretty much. Sam, would you describe your Sundays as the, your kids kind of, you know, throwing uh, different different sort of dumpster trucks at each other, Tonkas, of course, while you're watching uh, film on the couch? How would you describe a typical Sunday in the Natty household in Landaff? I would prefer to call it uh, free-range parenting where I allow my <laughs> children to grow by having independent playtime while I am, in fact, watching games on the couch. It's great when I talk to Sam on the phone, McIsaac, because you can hear his daughter, Ava, who I absolutely adore. She's the older sister to, to Mick, and you can hear her very carefully describing each toy that Mick can and cannot touch. It's it's really according to her plan in the so, background. While Sam's trying to like talk about something seriously, I can hear Ava just kind of running the show behind him. I don't even notice it. She, she's in charge. It, the, the rankings in the house go Nicole than Ava, than Mick, the two dogs, and then myself. And so, so I've just kind of tuned it all out. At, at some point, Sam's going to look up and there'll be like uh, giant paintings of Ava on the side of buildings yeah. and she'll be wearing medals she didn't earn. So she's going to take over the house. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm a big fan. So what what I thought we would do is go through uh, the schedule for the day and kind of a little, uh, we, we have a preview up on the website. Um, but I'm really excited about the lineup and really kind of the contrasting styles of these programs that are going to be in the Jamboree this year. So um, if you're just finding us, welcome. But, you know, this is our seventh annual Jamboree. And looking back at Jen's video she has on the site, I mean, there's just been some really cool 
moments and, and really cool matchups. I mean, I saw one of them was Keith Brown. Remember Keith Brown scoring 41 points against Central, uh, Central team with Joey Martin on that team. That was a team that ended up, I think, Central went 16-2 and two that year. And Keith Brown with Pelham, they ended up winning the championship, I remember. Um, Sunapee, little Sunapee, taking Goffstown to overtime. I remember that was a big moment. Uh, Kearsage beating Bedford in overtime. That Kearsage team went on to win Division Three. Any, any, any memories? Yeah, the, the Battle of the Blue Devils, Epping and Salem. Right. Yes. So you, you can't forget Salem getting Sean Young. <laughs> I, I remember Rob McLaughlin, my good friend, looking at me and going, what have you done to me? As Epping was up seven with about five minutes to go over Salem. Yeah, there, there's been some great games. Yeah, that was that was one of my personal favorites. Just because uh, for Sean Young, like every game is, it was uh, it was a game. It was a national semifinal inside the Alamo Dome. Yeah, at that point. Yeah, Sam, what about you? Well, I, I think you know all of those games you brought up, but I think what really stands out about the Jamboree to me is with the smaller schools that you pick every year, it's all the teams that are a factor in March. Yeah, you know, so you end up getting these good matchups, and you kind of get with the you know even some of the Division two schools that people may you know, not know about early in the year that turned out to be pretty good. It gives the whole state kind of a chance to see these teams and kind of see what they got. And it's fun to watch these smaller schools try and match up with the, the biggest schools we have in the state. Yeah, you know, we had White Mountains play against Portsmouth last year. I mean, we could go on and on and on about, the, you know, some of these my, smaller schools. And my, it's- my favorite part is that some point, like every every Division One school, even though we've been doing this for, this will be the seventh year, and the coaches know, but the players are like, ah, oh, it's a Division Three school. You know, this is, this, yeah. even though they've had two days of practice, uh, it, 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 you know, we're going to roll over these guys. It's fun to, to, to try and guess and then see at what point the D1 school figures out Oh bleep! We're in a we're in a game yeah. here. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You know, Jim Mignault said it one year to me, uh, and I thought I said it perfectly when he was uh, at BG. He said, "You can't you can't replicate this in a scrimmage. You can't you can't replicate a crowd." And McIsaac is you know announces every basket, every foul. You know the entire game. You have uh, three you know great game officials. Uh, we have some of the best officials in the state coming in, donating their time for a great cause. Uh, their names are going to be. In our video and on our program, uh, we can't thank them enough. But you can't replicate it, you know, in an empty gym. You know, we've all played in scrimmages. Sam has coached in a bunch, right? Sam, you can't – it's like a playoff atmosphere, right? Yeah, well, and I think for the bigger schools, what, you, like, what McIsaac just said is, that, you know, it's hard to replicate pressure in a scrimmage. Like, you're working on your stuff, you're doing all that, but it's hard to get – the juice is really going. But for those bigger schools, it's their first week, so it's kind of a, a little bit of a gut check because, like you said, like you look up and all of a sudden you're playing this Division three school or a smaller Division two school or even a Division four school sometimes, and you've got a ball game, and all of a sudden you've got the nerves going because you don't want to get embarrassed. You don't want to be that team, which is great from a coaching standpoint because that's the stuff that you can't replicate. Now all of a sudden your guys have to run stuff under pressure. They've got to play a little bit harder. And it's just something that you don't get normally. Yeah, great story. Uh, I remember from um, maybe three years ago when we were at NHI, Lebanon. Remember that game? great game? Lebanon came back in overtime, forced overtime against Winnicunit. And after the game, Winnicunit ended up winning in overtime. I mean, Ryan Milliken hit a three to tie it. And there was a big crowd. And I think Bedford and Kearsage were both waiting to get on the floor. And it was just an unbelievable atmosphere. And afterwards, I interviewed Logan Keene and Zach Waterhouse from Winnicunit, and they were like, they're like, we only had three practices. And Coach McKenna's like calling timeout, drawing up out-of-bounds plays. We're like, we only had three practices. <laughs> like, we're not ready for this. So, it's you know, it's it's really great. I've said this before, and it's no secret. The, the reason it works 
because the D1 programs only have those you know three or four practices right. to get ready. Nate Masral, I remember walking in with South a few years ago. He goes, I don't know what you're going to see today, Dave, but we're happy to be here. And the truth is, if these teams get in the middle of the season, the D1 teams are going to pound most of the smaller schools. But because those teams have an advantage, the lower schools, because they've been practicing longer, it's, you it's, get great games. It's the closest thing you can have to like a handicap in golf in right. a basketball game. Yeah, yeah. And I think you take all those coaches, and they're gonna, you know, they'll be the first to say we've only practiced three times. But I guarantee you, they get back in the gym on Monday, and they're talking about all the things they did wrong, and they're not bringing up we've only had three practices. So it's great material for them to kind of start getting their point across a little bit more. So it's it's beneficial for everybody. Yep. So let's go through the schedule. Um, I want to get your. I'll I'll kind of go through the schedule, and then McIsaac, you first, and then Sam. Give me your thoughts on on this one. Uh, so we start at 11 a.m. We've started at noon before. We're going to start at 11 a.m. this year. And this is a year I, I really put one of the best games of the day first. And I haven't usually done that. I mean, I think all these games are good. But this could be, you could argue, you could look back in March and say this was the biggest game of the day. Portsmouth, the Clippers taking on Pelham. Portsmouth has everybody back except Alex Tavares, so that's a big except because he was a player of the year candidate last year. He's terrific. Pelham is going to be really good. Uh, Derek Crowley, Zach Jones, and the return of NH Sports Paid Seacoast member Drew Brown. Um, I think this is going to be Mike Larson versus John Mulvey. This is McIsaac, I think, awesome. <laughs> you want to get there for the 11 o'clock game, you want to get it going early. Yeah, it's an old-school D2 matchup because yeah. they, they, they played each other at least once in the playoffs, right? Who used to coach uh, Pelham before Mike um, Larson? Let me think. It was, um, let's see, I think he had an earring. Uh, it might have been a guy named Matt Regan. <laughs> Healy, my third grade isn't going to hang a banner. You should see this fourth grade point guard I got, Haley. He's got a handle there, ridiculous. <laughs> We're not making that quote up, by the way. <laughs> but no, it's no. Those are two fun programs, and like both probably a, I don't know, maybe probably is a strong word, but uh, uh, you'd consider them uh, favorites to go to the Final Four this year in, in their respective divisions. That should be a lot of fun. A lot of lot of shooting going on. Sam, what do you think? No, I, I agree. I think it's a good way to get things started. It's two solid programs. You know, when you look at Portsmouth, you know, you take somebody like Cal Hewitt who. Um, I guess he's a decent baseball player, from what I've heard. He's okay. Um, he's a great you know, bunter. He's, he's, yeah, yeah he, he's yeah. I mean, I guess he, you know, he's a pretty good pinch runner to have out there. Sure. I guess uh, you know, you take you like he's just he's a good athlete that is successful. You know, and he wins a lot. So you take that mentality, and then what Portsmouth's been year in and year out for the last decade. And Pelham, to me, you know, being from up here, is kind of that unsung D two team. Like they're always good. But I think they kind of go under the radar a little bit because they're just they're always solid. You know, they're they're not like this year. I think it's gonna be different because they've got some horses this year. Um, but you know, I think it's gonna be an interesting matchup. And you know, one I would think normally you'd see later in the day, but for eleven o'clock, it's quite a bargain. Yeah, and the last time Cal Hewitt uh, locked eyes with Justin McIsaac, he was holding his still beating heart in his hand That's after enough. he had beat uh, Spalding in the quarterfinals last year. You're not editing actually, that out. Hold we're on. going there already. Did you put him on on your Seacoast team? Because the, the the last time I would have locked eyes on him was while I was holding up a trophy. No, he couldn't make it. That's, that's why we lost. <laughs> Come on, guys. I hate it when mommy and daddy fight. He <laughs> would be there. Cal Hewitt's my boy. We're, gonna, we're taking that thing back this year. But it's going to be a uh, really good, very, very good guard play. Two very good programs. And uh, two programs that are in this jamboree all the time, but they've never yeah. played each other in this jamboree, which is, which is kind of cool. The second game. 
is at 12.30. Excited to have Manchester Central back in. I think Central's been in four or five of these jamborees. Uh, Sudi Lett uh, did a really, really good job with that team last year. Uh, they're taking on Merrimack Valley. Uh, Tim Moocher's been to two consecutive Final Fours in Division Two. does a really, really good job. I remember Tim Moocher when he was a player at Plymouth State, just like tough as nails, and he's, he's kind of the same way as a coach. Um, he's got a guard I really like a lot, Griffin Wheeler. Uh, Caleb Heath is a good little player for him. Justin Whaley. They obviously had a huge loss. Uh, Kyle Duby, who might have been your preseason player of the year in Division Two, uh, suffered an injury in the preseason for soccer. Um, but I still think it's going to be a really good game, and, uh, and I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing Central. I'll ask you, McIsaac, but here's my thing about this game. Central wants to push it and get out and use their athleticism. Sudi's really good at getting those kids out in space, and Merrimack Valley wants to play zone and slow it down, slow the pace. So I think that's going to be something to watch. Yeah, that's kind of fun when styles make fights like that. And uh, so- sometimes when you see uh, the, some of the smaller schools play uh, a Manchester team, they can get intimidated just because the Manchester kids – no matter if it's Central, Memorial, West, whoever, they're always tough as nails. So how will uh, Merrimack Valley handle that? You know, it, they're not going to face a team in Division Two that's uh, as physical and probably as uh, you know as as quick. Yeah, uh, quick as, is a good word. As yeah. Central. So how how are they going to handle that the first time they see it? Are they going to their jaws going to hit the floor and how they react to it? No, and I and I think that was this was one of the games around. Obviously, you know, MV had a pretty big loss that affects that but i think watching the two different styles was going to be interesting because this is one of those games like you said central's got three practices in you know how how much are they going to be able to execute early against a team that plays a lot of zone and slows it down um you know i think right now it's a tough matchup for mv but i think it'll still be interesting to watch the two different styles is doobie out for the season because i saw yeah Yeah, he is uh, he's doing physical therapy you know i think he'll play at the next level i talked to his dad quite a bit i saw they they were saying something on social media about him rehabbing i guess i missed the fact that he got hurt wicked nice kid Yeah. yeah yeah and i i actually was hopeful that he could come back and play again in the BAVC games in March. You know, I talked to his yeah. dad about that. And I'm going to – Kyle, I understand, is going. Um, he's still in the team. He's going to be there on Saturday. So, you know, I, 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 he wouldn't rush it back. But that's something, you know, you want that kid to have something to look forward to. He's going to play in college, man. He's going to have a four-year yeah. college career. So it, it stinks. It, 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 I was, you know, kind of felt like I had been punched in the stomach when I heard he got hurt. But he, he has a lot of basketball in front of him. Uh, but for Merrimack Valley, it's going to have to. They're going to have to change their whole personality on the on the fly. So I, I'm interested. That just to see. goes to show you, soccer's useless, right, Sam? Um, I uh, I hit the post <laughs> three times in seventh grade, and that was the end of my see? soccer there career. So there you go. I don't ben, think I'm fit to answer that question. Ban soccer. That's what I say. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> two o'clock game. The defending champion, Exeter Blue Hawks, coming in with Ryan Grahalva. But guys, like, don't say anything. Uh, chip. Jaden, please. Uh, Jake Gibbons will not be playing in this game. He's a little banged up right now. I was looking forward to seeing him for them. Um, but Mike Leonard coming back for these guys. Exeter is going to be really, really good. They're playing Conval. Funny thing about Conval, they have a head coach, Leo Gerskorn, very, very quiet. He d- never gets off the bench once. Reserved, yeah. Yeah, very, doesn't say much, doesn't Almost, do much. I would say no in- energy. No introverted. Energy. Yeah, introverted is a good word. Almost to a fault. If you, he's the kind of guy, like, if you, like, like the cleaning lady in my apartment, if I walk around the corner, she jumps like, you know, I, I had to actually tell her, I'm like, I, by the way, I'm not going to knife you one of these days. That's how I was having. When you talk to Leo, he kind of shudders and he doesn't, he doesn't make eye contact. I don't think I've actually heard his voice. No. No. Doesn't say much. <laughs> 
How <laughs> Sam, you, 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 Leo came over from Wilton Lineborough, and the job he's done at Conval, I really you haven't really seen much anything like this ever. The job he's done, it's incredible. No, well, we were talking about this earlier. You know, I don't remember in my lifetime as an adult, Conval really being in the conversation. You know, a couple of good teams here, but year in and year out, you just don't hear the name. And you've heard about guys going to schools and taking over, and they immediately are successful. But it's typically a situation where you got a bunch of guys that are really good already, and you get the right guy to just put things together. But he's built that from scratch in no time. And to get where they've gotten in just a couple of years is really a testament to how good he is and how hard they work. I mean, they play everywhere. Like every time you go on Twitter, it's like, hey, we found a gym and you know, upstate New York, so we drove over and played. And on the way back, we stopped in Burlington and grabbed a couple of games there. And then we played in Concord on the way back through. And then we decided to have practice on the before we uh, we went home. So it's just good old fashioned hard work. But I mean, they're legit, and they've got a lot of kids that can play. And it's you know, I don't see it changing for a while. And this is, they were what, what were they like five minutes away from a state final last year? Oh yeah, that they, 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 game they were right in that game. Yeah. Right so there. that's yeah, that's a yeah, a really good uh, reclamation project by Leo. We we had never, when uh, Austin Grass and I drove out there in an ice storm last year, it covered him at home. We had never covered Conval in eleven years, yeah. never one, t- not even on the road, and so you know he is. Uh, infectious the way he you know when i talk to him on the phone i get all juiced up like he just you know and 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 the credit really 50 50 belongs to those kids you know like you can't do you can't do what he's done without the kids buying in and and be willing to work hard so they said and, the, yeah and i agree with and yeah. i think that's what's different about what he's done there than what you typically see is like i said you get a bunch of kids you know maybe they've underachieved for a couple of years there's a lot of emotion like all of a sudden we're good they're doing it but it doesn't last where here because of the buy in with the kids and because you know he's not going to slow down you know, I think it's something that's going to be sustained for a while. Yeah, Mather Kipka is is terrific. Poor Mather, I've had a T-shirt for him for like three months, and I still haven't. I got to just hand it to him on Saturday. It's terrible. I'm not good with mailing stuff, Mikasik. Just not good. That's with the it. rumor. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just going to hand it to him. I'll, I'll just throw some extra stuff at him. He deserves it for putting up with me. Connor Buffum is is terrific for that team. So here here's a game that's going to be <laughs> fun to watch. Two teams that are got Exeter is just athletes everywhere, and I think this is fun because there is a group. Group of Exeter kids. I haven't talked to Jeff yet for the preview, but I know talking to their assistant coach Tom Kaja all the time. They got a group that's like it's their turn. Like they're ready. You know what I'm saying? Like the senior group is. They had like nine guys that could play last year, so it was probably hard right. to find playing time. Exactly. And now they're ready to go, and so they're ready to. Uh, you know, they had like their JV team or freshman kids playing Sean Young's Epping tournament over the summer, and they they were loaded. And you know, every D1 coach I talked to, he's like, they got kid after kid after kid. So. That's going to be an up and down basketball game, and Conval's going to go. Conval's going to be like the equivalent. You make a box analogy. They're going to come out swinging right at them. Right, and, uh, and that's going to be a really fun game. This is, it's just going to be up and down, and very a lot of good athletes and two very well coached teams. So it'll be fun. So the three thirty game is kind of the game of the day. Uh, could be preseason number number one versus number one. Nashua North taking on Lebanon. 
Lebanon's got pretty much everyone back. Uh, I think they lost one rotation player. John Williman, Wade Rainey, Cabe Smith. They got a bunch of kids who are just really, really good. Keith Maddy is back on the sidelines after one year. He basically I, took tours of Division Four gymnasiums last I, winter. I have a beef with Keith Maddy coming Uh-oh. back, by the way. So Keith Maddy came back. Who was who filled in for him last year? I, I know the gentleman. I just can't remember his Dave name. Dave Fosher. So Dave Fosher. Yeah, didn't he coach somewhere? <laughs> I believe. Yeah, well, here's here's my beef with Keith Maddy. He's taking money out of my pocket because now Dave Fosher has returned to his uh, his status as full-time Dartmouth uh, men's basketball color commentator alongside Bob Lippman. So there's there's less uh, less room for me to wet my beak up there. So thanks a lot, Keith. Are you trying to say that Dave <laughs> Fosher can break down an offense better than you, Justin McIsaac? I mean, you are a Seacoast champion. It's possible. It's possible he could. Yeah. Well. Yeah, he's a Division one coach. And yeah, yeah, maybe. I, uh, you know what? That that ship hasn't sailed yet. We I, don't know. I, I gotta tell. I hope he does. I hope he doesn't get mad at me. But I have a great Dave Fosher story. I, I'm just gonna go ahead and tell it. We were Jen and I were covering the Merrimack Valley Pembroke game last year, and Dave Fosher came over to uh, scout it. And uh, a kid got hurt in layup line for Pembroke. And uh, Dave goes, Dave. I said, Yeah. He goes, Who's that? Who's the kid that got hurt? And I said, I don't know. And he's like, Okay. And then a couple minutes later, he goes, Dave. I go, Yeah. He goes, Is he a rotation player? And I go, I'm not really sure. He goes, you're supposed to be the guy. I asked you two questions, and you don't know the answer to either one of them. Fair. It was very fair. I, was like, <laughs> I just quietly sat back down. Yes, sir. He's the best. And we're, uh, Keith Batty is a, uh, a very good friend of the three of us, so we're very happy to have our friend back in it. And uh, let's talk about North, man. I covered them in the first round when they went out to Keene and won. Uh, Brendan Cho, Curtis Harris, Nate Kane. Connor Dunning is the kid that no one talks about. That kid is really good. And uh, I don't know Curtis's status for this because we know he had a football injury. I right. don't know. I haven't, talked to, I haven't talked to – I'm pretty much done D3 as far as my previous – by the way, look at me, Mikhazik. Look me stone cold in the eyes when I say this. Guilford's coming. I'm just telling you. This is not a repeat from the last six years. Well, Rick Acolano, man. I am <laughs> ask, ask Sam laid off air. I am completely bought in. But anyway, uh, I'm ready to go try out and, and, and get cut 45 minutes. We need minutes. that to happen. Get cut 45 minutes later. Um, get cut. You'd have a heart attack before you get cut. <laughs> okay. Let's focus on the jibbery. They got those, thing, those paddles in all the gyms now, right, and Sam? And they tell you what to do on them. So that's fine. Go try out. <laughs> Steve, uh, <laughs> Steve Lane is, uh, is one of our favorite guys. He's, he's terrific. Does a really good job over there. I remember him before his Final Four game when they played Pankerton, long before the game, and McIsaac and I sat in his bench and offered our services, and he very politely said, get off my bench and get That's away right. from me. Yeah, Which was a smart coaching move. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm really excited for this one. North versus Lebanon. McIsaac, what do you think? Uh, it's fu- th- This is a lot of fun because you don't uh, – when's the last time Nashua School played Lebanon in anything, right? Uh, yeah. th- th- again, this that, is why the Jamboree that, it, it that, exists. That yeah. alone is fun. Um, but, yeah, anytime – usually I think like the last at least three, four years we've eventually had like the Division One champ play the Division Two champ or the runner-up play the runner-up or something like that. So if you're looking at a game where that could happen – Last year, Pembroke yeah, and that's Exeter. Right. That's right, yeah. So this could be the one, or it could be Ports with Pelham, so who knows? Yep, yep. So, but it, it, I think this would be maybe the favorite in the clubhouse, right, for for champ versus champ if you had to it, look into a crystal ball. And one thing before, Sam, I go to you, but one thing I want to mention, Lebanon, as you know, has done really well in this jamboree. I think they're like 4-1 or something like that, or 5-1. and yeah. one. They've done really well, Lebanon. They, they usually win these games. Um, but, Sam, what are your thoughts? Well, I think the reason Lebanon's so good is the system that – Keith runs his kids know it so well. So even though they haven't practiced that much, they're kind of running their stuff 
midseason form this early in the year. So they can go in, they can execute, they're tough to defend. Like They're going to make you do what they want you to do um, with how they run things. And I think it would be an interesting matchup. I think for parents and players in the smaller division, if you want to kind of get an idea of what some bigger-time basketball looks like, you want to go see North yeah. because they've, they've got some bodies. Um, I could – you you know I could use a couple of them with my schedule this year. So if you're at a smaller school, like go go check these kids out. You know, like between Exeter and North, there are going to be some studs out there. Sam will be there recruiting the twelfth man for Nashville North to get up to Lisbon. <laughs> that could be that could change the whole thing around for you that quickly. Cultural opportunity. Hey son, you ever been to Landaff? Where <laughs> is it? Is that from the Lord of the Rings? Just get in a car, take a nap for two and a half hours, and we'll be there. We'll be a half hour away, <laughs> <laughs> and, and then we'll stop, and then we'll get gas, and then we'll be there. No, I think you're right. It's uh, and Steve Lane is very. They like to be aggressive. They're going to pressure defensively, and um, they were a really fun group to interview last year. They gave uh, Salem a very tough game in the quarters. Uh, before Salem ended up going all the way to the finals, and you just sat there that night, and you're like, yeah, North is going to be the team to beat next year or close to. I think it's Exeter and North are the two best teams in Division One before I start making my phone call. So that's kind of the game of the day. We like to kind of put it in that window, and I would expect a big crowd for that one. Uh, final game, the football championship in the state of New Hampshire will be decided <laughs> on at ba- 5 o'clock on a basketball court. when London Dairy takes on Hollis Brookline, the two football champions. I, by the way, I can't think of anything more Dave Haley-ish than uh, wanting to decide the football championship on a basketball yep. court. That's, that seems tailor-made for you. Feels right to me. <laughs> you know what? It's better than 30 degrees in rain. Yeah, no kidding. And, uh, yeah. Oh, was it raining? McIsaac and I couldn't tell. Yeah. I think there might have been a slight breeze coming oh, off the ocean, too. Lord. Just a little one. We watched those games at Buffalo Wild Wings with all the kids, and you can't tell from the video. Uh, the the condition the kids from Hollis Brookline are like it did not look like that where we were you know because you got the camera so yeah. far away <laughs> but this is uh so this is gonna be really two of our favorite guys uh, Nate Stanton from Londonderry who was my coach of the year last year he's got Jackson Cox coming back Cole Keegan's a football player Alex Teslas Will Reyes Zach Fawcett they're all football players um, who are now getting themselves in basketball shape playing for Nate against Cole Letton's team. Grant Snyder is a first-team All-State guy coming into the season. He was the um, he started two years ago on that championship team with Matt Simcoe and, and those guys. Um, I like this team a lot. The winter, There's going to be not one but two Wimmer brothers. So, uh, you know, Max Staplefield, Brian Holroyd is, is a really good guard for them. Cole's a really good coach, man. Like, Hollis Brookline runs really good stuff. They're very uh, – Two championships in two different schools. So that's in, like, what, four years? Yeah, they're very they're very disciplined, and uh, they've got athletes. Uh, it, 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 that's going to be a really good game to end in. Londonderry is going to be very good again this year. There'll be another Final Four contender. So. You, you know what will be fun to to, or to watch in this part is – this used to happen to Jim Olvey's Porsche teams a lot when he had a lot of football players is if they get themselves uh, into basketball mode mentality and don't commit a ton of fouls, I think they, believe it or not, I think that could be a, a factor in this game as to yeah. who ends up winning it is uh, who stays out of foul trouble. That's my uh, that's my analysis for that one. Yeah, Sam, what do you think? Yeah, I look at this game. You know, obviously it's gonna, you know, it's the headliner, but I look at it more from you know with the coaches involved because, um, like you said, I think you know Cole Etten has reached the point where if he's got any type of talent, like you know, his teams are going to be good. He's won two titles at two different schools. Um, and you saw when he left Brady, you know, they, there was a bit of a drop-off. So, you know, a lot of that can be attributed to the job that he did. Um, you know, and they just, like you said, they run good stuff. They're solid. You know, you look back uh, when they beat Oyster River a couple of years ago, 
you know, Oyster River's up and down the floor. They press you. They aren't very big. And, you know, his game plan was just solid. Just pounded into the big guy, um, you know, let them win the game. Like, he just kind of – it seems from the outside that they just keep things simple. You know, we're good at this. We're going to do that. We're going to beat you with it, um, which is kind of an unsung trait as a coach sometimes. And then Nate over at uh, – Londonary is. I think he's as good as anybody in that division. I yeah. think if you talk to the other coaches, it'd be the same thing. And they run some really good stuff. Like you watch, you know, on Sundays when I watch tape, you know, it's like, hey, they're good. You know, you watch it once, then you stop and actually pay attention to the stuff they're doing and the number of options they get. And you're like, yeah, we, I, I'm not going to be able to put that in on Monday. You know, it's just <laughs> they're they're just they're good. He runs really good stuff. Howard Sobeloff, the the athletic director at Londonary was at Buffalo Wild Wings last week for the the watch party that we went to, and I said to him, like, you can't have better coaches than you have in your football and basketball program. Right. I mean, Jimmy Lozon and Nate Stanton, like, he hit home runs with both those hires. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a pretty good hire. That's uh, If that were a college program, he would, uh, he'd be in the driver's seat for a contract raise. Yeah. So uh, let me ask Dave, you're the, kind of the godfather. Is, do, do we still call a Colettin young Colettin? No, we stopped no. saying his age. Okay. We used to say 23-year-old oh, Colette. That's what it was, 23-year-old Colette. Yeah, we stopped not, saying his age. Not anymore? No. We, we when he gets to 30, he's going to wish you were calling him 23-year-old Colette. Yeah, again, I was right? going to say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My Colette impersonation is, what do you like more, chocolate or vanilla? Dave, I don't, there's nothing wrong with chocolate. I like vanilla, too. <laughs> I really don't want to comment on that. So, yeah. No, they're, these guys are both um, not only you know uh, terrific coaches, but really friends of ours and people who really supported what we're doing. And so... It's exciting. It's really fun to see everybody there. Jen's going to do a really cool – she's going to – instead of doing any play-by-play, we're just going to – she's going to kind of put together one of her videos, kind of sights and sounds. We're going to mic up a couple of coaches and stuff like that, and I think it's going to be – she's going to do a highlight video that she always does, but I think, like, you know, kind of giving her free reign to do whatever she wants, she always comes up with something. Uh, that, that's that's yeah. never backfired on you. No, never, ever. And now it gets uncomfortable – and guys, let's just not cut this out and just keep it here. Sam was told to come on this because he was playing Pinkerton at six thirty. You're not. We lied to you. You're not playing Pinkerton at six thirty in the Jamboree, Sam. So you You're, mean the last three days of practice have been a waste? No. Well, how are yes. you preparing for their six four six five? Well, Oh, well, now i got to start over because we've been getting ready for Pinkerton, and yeah. now I've got to get ready for Pittsburgh. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> so it's about the same thing. Yeah, I mean, it was the you know, we, we had uh, you know we had a couple things up our sleeve that we were ah. uh, we were going to do. Um, the I'm not sure what they would would have been yet. What were they? But kendo we sticks? Is that what you had? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, my our you know our hundred student high school that is probably you know we could fit the whole high school into uh, probably one of their classrooms sure. wouldn't Easily. have faced this at all. Uh, we would have been fine. No, we would. Listen, we've seen Hoosiers. We know it can happen. I don't want to hear any excuses. 3,300 kids, go get them. I believe you'll find the measurements are the same they, at our gym. And, they, uh, they, can only, they can only put uh, five you players know, on the floor. In all seriousness, if I walked my guys into Pinkerton's field house, they wouldn't know what to do. <laughs> I mean, they, it'd just be the, the size of it is. I mean, Pinkerton's high school, the, the enrollment of their high school is double the size of the population of Lisbon. So <laughs> where it, it would be another planet for my boys. Sam had a great story a couple of years ago. He took his kids down to a, when Pembroke was in D1 with uh, with Dominic Timbis and Max Kern those guys he brought his kids down to watch uh, Pembroke play Central yeah um, I think it was Joey Martin's senior year Amaro Conte and what that and they walked in took their seats and Sam's kid Sam goes my kids were like oh my god 
these guys are so good. And they're so <laughs> athletic. They're like, Coach, we, we didn't know they were this good. And Sam goes, this is the JV game. <laughs> yeah, it, it was pretty eye-opening. And we sat one row behind uh, Central's bench, and they got to see Doc Wheeler at full Doc Wheeler. And uh, <laughs> we, we were driving back, and I said, so, guys, I know that you've you had a few parents complain that you know maybe I've been a little mean to you, a little hard on you guys. So what do you guys think? And they just shook their head and they looked at me like, "No, no, you're not bad at all. <laughs> you're okay." No. So we're looking forward to seeing uh, everybody on Saturday. Uh, McIsaac will be uh, doing the play-by-play commentary all day long. Um, again, every twentieth person can break a steel chair over his head. He's fine with it. Don't That's worry right. about it. Don't worry five, about it. Five dollars for all of these games, by the way, which yeah. is the, the the biggest steal in high school athletics. It, it's really like a social. You know what I mean? Sam's been there before. It's really just a bunch of people who love New Hampshire basketball, all just watching hooping, like sitting in the crowd talking to each other, and people from all over the state could kind of see each other. It's a great day. Like I love just walking around talking to everybody, and and you know what's a smart thing is I remember uh, some coaches in the past have brought their players players, you know, to watch and say, yeah. look, like, you know, it, it, it's a smart thing to do for a lot of these programs, and um, we hope to see everybody there. It's a great day. It's kind of the, un- McIsaac is called the unofficial kickoff to the basketball season, so we, we love it. We, we hope to see everybody there. Five games, five bucks to get you in, which is ridiculous. So, uh, yeah, we want yeah. everyone to just have a great so, day. So, Sam, I'm, I'm ditching the uh, the Spalding Bowling event after uh, being there for probably uh, 45 minutes on Saturday morning. What is your excuse for not going? I'm, I'm abandoning my kids' varsity high school sporting event. Uh, what, what, what reason do you have for not coming this year? I want to hear it. Well, there, there may be an appearance in the afternoon. But one of the things that's a little different about coaching in Division Four versus, say, you know, the schools that you're going to be watching down there is, I would guess that the varsity coaches there know most of the names of the kids that are, say, on their freshman team. Um, we have to start developing a little bit earlier, so Ava and I will be <laughs> at the K to two basketball practice run by yours truly. <laughs> From 9 to 9.45, and then the 3- and 4-year-old practice from 10 to 10.30, where Mick is going to make his basketball appearance. So we are doing that to build the program. All right, I'll accept that. But uh, don't t- listen, don't tease me with that. I might be there in the afternoon. Don't you tease no, there, me. I, I'm working on it. We're, you, we're going there because uh, Sam, I'm a my, human. My, 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 hey, look, my hook is I got in-laws down that section of the That's state, right. so it's pretty easy to convince Nicole Blake. Yeah, you know, I would love to see everybody, but I'm going to have to go help Dave and Justin. So, why don't you hang out at your mom's? Yeah, I'm only human, and I can't. I, I, my my emotions are fragile, especially in this state where I've slept four hours this week. So, don't you tease me, Sam? Nally. Hey, you know what? I don't was there, and me. you were gone last week. I was waiting for you. What was this? I enjoyed the beautiful city of Rochester. Oh, that's right. Over the holidays, right. and nobody was there. How dare you? How dare you come to my city when I'm not there? Dave's getting uncomfortable over there. No, I'm just trying to think of where you would take him in Rochester. Where where would you take him? Where wouldn't you take where him in Rochester? Look, we have a Buffalo Wild town that got moved out of the North Country into another part of the state. It's That's Rochester. Right. Take, take him to B-Dubs, take him to, uh, to Revolution, take him to Goodfellas right around the corner where they have, what, $2 High Lifes? Uh, we take him to, uh, there's, there's a couple I remember of... there used to be a place that was like Slim's or something like that where you could get a burrito and watch line dancing. Yeah, that, that got shut down after everybody that ever went there got arrested. But many, that <laughs> doesn't surprise me. Too many shootings. Yeah, I was going to say too many shootings. That's plausible. That feels like a good way to wrap up the podcast. <laughs> it's like it's like they, some family fun. It's like an anchor man where they asked uh, Brooke Tablet, are you having your celebrity golf tournament again? No, no. Too many people died. <laughs> <laughs> good grief. Well, we hope to see everybody there. Five dollars. 
$5 gets you in. I don't think the cost is stopping anybody from coming. I know, yeah, but I'm just... Is I, there a deal where you, if you're only going to go to two games, you can only pay $2? No. <laughs> no, no, that's not a deal. No, that, that part's going to go to two. Every, <laughs> by the way, all, all joking aside, every year there's like four high school girls who just stare at me and go, I didn't know I was supposed to bring money. And I'm like, you know, I'm $20 before the four of you. They're like, we got 10 I'm like, oh, yeah. go ahead. <laughs> uh, it's it's going to be a great day. I'm looking forward to seeing everybody. All right. If you want to check out the matchups again, nhportspage.com, which is where you're probably listening to this. And, uh, yeah, I, 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 when, if and when Sam Natty shows up, I'll have a special uh, surprise ready to go for him on the, uh, on the PA system. You're going to hit him with a chair? Well, that and I'll have a special Co- surprise. Little, little Cotton Eye Joe? Not a little Cotton Eye Joe. Oh, a lot of Cotton Eye Joe. Attaboy. Attaboy. <laughs> All right, we'll go with it. You're you're from down there, so I guess that works. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We hope to see you there, everybody.